What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to Newsweek Radio. Here's a little song that's been living in my head, rent-free for the last couple weeks. Using crack and cocaine to get high, that's what you say you love. But it's really insane, you could die, what are you thinking of? All right, so I've I've probably got some explaining to do. Um, So I saw that music i saw that music in a uh you know tiktok video or something this guy going crazy spray painting his own face it's really really stupid but i, I i've got like this earworm song stuck in my head now about cocaine it's it's, it's awful what is this crap because nobody's needing that crack and cocaine there's terrible trouble behind it well i, I instantly not instantly. After a couple agonizing hours of this song looping in my brain, I figured out it was McGruff, the crime dog from, from the eighties. So I looked it up and apparently this guy, this campaign, the McGruff crime dog had an entire album in the 1980s, uh, about, you know, the dangers of drugs. Sooner or later, you're burning your brain, making a mess of your mind. There is uh, uh, a lot to unpack there. Not only is the singing um, interesting, uh, but wow. It's like the uh, road to hell being paved in good intentions a little bit. Because um, what do you call it? It's like like a reverse psychology, reverse propaganda. Uh, The problem with a lot of these campaigns back in the 80s, and I'm, I'm an 80s kid. I was born in 1980. So I remember a lot of this just say no stuff. Um. It was well-intentioned, but I think what they did, and I've heard other people talk about this, like especially in regards to like the D.A.R.E. program, right? I remember the D.A.R.E. program. They, they came to our school, and they taught us about the drugs, and they taught us how to use them, basically. They said they were bad, but they told us they made you feel good, and then they passed around a little suitcase full of samples so we all knew what they looked like, and they told us how to get it, basically. But I remember being specifically confused about that. Even as a kid, I was wondering, like, Aren't, aren't, aren't they sending a mixed message? I didn't say anything. I don't think I could articulate it at the point, but I remember thinking to myself, my little, what, seven, eight-year-old brain, this is kind of weird, but I also want to see what's in that suitcase. Pass it over. <laughs> I, this was a fun little trip down memory lane, uh, and there's, there's other songs, too. This is well-produced. Oh, I, I, I just, I, I would pay a lot of money to go back in time and be a fly on the wall in the studio when they were recording this stuff. I mean, come on. Inhalants? They can break you in too. So never sniff inhalants. Oh, yeah, the kids love that. There, there's actually kids in the, uh, there's a marijuana song that they did too. And there's a, there's a, there's like a, a choir of kids in the background of this one. Like, check this out. Listen. Never cry. Marijuana, don't try it at 
Wow. It's a lie. It's like beating your head on a wall. Weeds like beating your head on the wall? Say no way. Marijuana's a fast way to fall. Oh, man. Feel the pain. Cause it's doing you no good at all. Jeez, uh, you get the picture. Um, you can check that out on YouTube. There's, there's like five or six other songs Based on things that you can use to get messed up. They must have spent a, a, a couple million dollars, maybe a million bucks. I'd like to know what the production budget was for this thing. I don't know. It could have been done on the cheap, I guess. A million. You never know because a lot of, you know, sometimes these kind of productions are, are, are just inflated nonsense prices, especially if they're coming out of Hollywood. But who knows? I, I did check on the crime, the, the McGruff crime dog guy. The, the actor actually got popped. He, he was arrested in Texas for having a, a pot farm. Uh, a thousand marijuana plants back in 2011. They, they do not mess around in Texas. Uh, I live in Oregon where, where they grow. Oh, that, that reminds me. Uh, Jim Belushi is supposed to be coming on Newsweek Radio here in the near future to tell us some big new announcement. I think this is the first SNL former cast member I've ever spoken to. So that's kind of kind of neat. I'd like to ask him, you know, what he thinks about the current Saturday Night Live. It, it, it's, it's, I've always had a really soft spot in my heart for the show going back years, but it's not like, all right, it's not like every show is great on SNL. I, I consider it a success if like maybe one or two good laughs, good sketches in, in any particular show, I'd say that's, that's, that's pretty standard. I mean, a good, funny, well-written, well-rounded, well-timed sketch. Uh, they're, they're kind of few and far between and, and they might've, you know, I think it's kind of been always that way, possibly. I don't know. I'd like to talk to him about that because I mean, it, looking back on SNL, it's really easy to romanticize some of the some of the laughs um, that don't necessarily hold up these days. So there's a little of that as well. Um, but it's an interesting uh, institution, and I, I'm fascinated with SNL. So I, I, I imagine I'm going to have to ask him a little bit about that. Like, what does he think about the new cast? And obviously, uh, what is the rumor now that Tina Fey is going to be taking over for Lauren Michaels, the uh, executive producer there, who's been at the helm since. Since day one of SNL. So I'm a big SNL fan and I'm going to talk to him. I'm a big fan of a lot of things and I'm going to start talking to a lot of people. Actually, I've got a few interviews lined up. I know there was a hiatus on the show and I was doing a kind of news commentary thing. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that or what. Maybe a little of that and a little more interviews, but I've got uh, some amazing guitar players coming up. I know I've interviewed, uh, you know, Tommy Emanuel and uh, Mike Dawes uh, in some of my earlier episodes of Newsweek Radio, but I've got... I've got some amazing new guitar. I'm collecting amazing people here. I'm going to start doing some more interviews. So Eric Johnson, Joe Santriani, and Steve Vai are doing a G3 reunion tour where they, it's like a guitar mania fest. It's amazing. If you're a guitar freak like I am, it's kind of uh, epic. And I, I can't believe I might actually get to talk to these guys. I just confirmed that Eric Johnson will be recording with me next month. And then hopefully Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. I mean, these guys are just guitar gods. It was hard talking to Tommy Emanuel because it's like, it's like talking to the Dalai Lama or something. If you're like a religious person, I don't know. Starstruck isn't the right word, but uh, it's surreal enough to the point where you kind of have to stop yourself and not act like a crazy fanboy around them. Like don't smile too much. Don't like have obsessive eye contact and don't, don't touch them and, those kind of things, there's, there's a kind of etiquette, especially when you're interviewing somebody in person. You know, you don't, you don't want to get too much in their space, but you, you got to 
you know, a conversation in person is, is a very intimate thing backstage. Um, at least it was with Tommy Emanuel, a very warm person. But uh, yeah, I have an amazing job. I get to talk to these people. Um, these are the people I want to talk to if I had a show. And boom, look, I've got a show. So I'm going to talk to some amazing people. And these just happen to be the people I really want to talk to. And we're going to do it. So stay tuned to Newsweek Radio. There's a lot of awesome things going on behind the scenes that have kept me incredibly busy over the past couple of weeks. We launched Here One Minute, Gone the Next, which focuses on a missing woman named Fauna Fry in Southern Oregon. Go check that out. It's an ongoing series. We're about to release some more episodes. There's been a slight hiatus in that program because we want to get things right and we want to respect the family. And we also want to get some new information out there. So we're working on it. If you're following that show, awesome. Go check it out if you haven't heard it. It's uh, here one minute, gone the next. Other than that, in Newsweek, radio and podcasting, there's been a big project I've been working on that is finally... I'm not, it's, it's not, it hasn't come to completion. It's, it's come to the starting line. <laughs> so it's like, I, I have worked my tail off for the last couple of years to get some of, of our programming out of just the podcast realm and into the hallowed halls of radio broadcast journalism. Um, I don't know why I just did that, but uh, basically we're taking our podcast and getting them on radio stations. And finally we've, we've done that with, the Josh Hammer Show. I can't get into too many more details yet, but I promise you I will release them here as soon as humanly possible. But we've got him on a big radio station, finally. Yes. If there ever was an appropriate moment, you know, I, I've been working on this so hard for the last year, year and a half to, to, to make this specific deal happen. We're going to roll Josh Hammer out across the country. And I know if you don't like Josh Hammer's politics, I don't want to hear it because we're rolling out some other big-time liberal shows, too. We broadcast and we publish people from all walks of life at Newsweek, and that's that's one of the things I really love about this company. I'm not kissing anybody's butt here, but I'm just saying it. It's a tough line to walk. It's 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 a lot easier said than done to, to, to want to create an environment where liberals, conservatives, independents, and everything in between feel like it's a safe place to come and talk. Newsweek even published, you know, an op-ed by Donald freaking Trump a few months back, and it made a lot of people mad. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, and there's no way in heck I would even read it, and it makes me giggle a little bit that he, he even did that. But uh, I, can't, I can't knock the company f- for doing something like that. I think it's actually uh, respectable. A lot of people didn't think that, and so that's kind of the tough line to walk. If you really want to support free speech. You really have to support free speech. And this isn't about taking sides in anything. This is about America. And this is about free speech. And this is about getting people's voices out there and celebrating our differences and opinions. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to go on off a rant like that, but uh, we've got some really amazing things coming. Josh Hammer is going to be rolled out nationwide across radio syndication. So our podcasts are going to be in radio. And then we're going to be offering some amazing behind-the-scenes type access to some of our hosts that you're going to have to pay a little bit of money for, but uh, you're going to get some awesome, awesome interaction. And uh, I, I can't really tell you a whole lot more about that stuff, but it's exciting. And there's a lot of stuff coming that I can't wait to tell you about. I will as soon as I can here. Just wanted to update you, let everybody know I'm still here. There are a couple thousand of you out there. I, I, I'm shocked by that, that listen to this podcast because I don't really advertise it other than like my interviews and stuff. So people are listening. And if you're sticking around, share it with your friends. I appreciate it. Give me a rating. 
Give me a comment out there on Spotify or on Apple iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. It helps the algorithms and helps my reach. We just want to get out a good program and I appreciate your listenership. We'll talk soon. Bye.